0: good morning church so good to be with you Um, this morning we're looking at core value number six and core value number six says this it says we value doing life together in safe accepting and embracing extended family relationships we value doing life together in safe accepting and embracing extended family relationships And if I were to sum up this core value into one single word, the one word would be this. Fellowship. Fellowship. Fellowship is about loving God's family. And in God's family, there are three levels of fellowship that I want to talk about. And so the first level of fellowship that I would like us to consider is this. Membership. Membership. Is choosing to belong choosing to belong that's the bo- most basic level level the Christian life is not just about believing it's also about choosing to belong and you and I must choose to belong listen to what Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 says it says this it says now therefore You are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Fellowship is about membership and choosing to belong to the family of God. The church is actually a family. The church is a family of families. It's not a building, It's not an institution. It's not an organization. It's not a club. The church is a family. It's a family of families. A lot of times I hear people say, I'm going to church on Sunday. That's not all that accurate, you see. We don't go to a church. We actually belong to a church. We belong to the family of God. And so membership, choosing to belong. The second level of uh, fellowship is this, friendship, doing life together. In Genesis chapter 2, Adam is all alone. He's by himself. And God notices this, and God says, poor thing. And God says, it is not good For man to be alone, I will make him a helper as his partner. And so God forms Eve. And what that tells me is we are made for relationship. We need one another. And I love what Ecclesiastes says about needing one another, about friendship, about doing life together. It says this: it says, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they should fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. We need one another. So that's why we stress ohana groups. It's in ohana groups where we develop friendships. It's in ohana groups where we do life together. Fellowship is friendship, doing life together. And then the third level of fellowship is kinship. And I'm going to spend the rest of our time on this kinship. The deepest level of fellowship in the family of God is what I call kinship. Kinship is an old term. We don't use this term nowadays. Kinship means your closest relationships, your closest family. God forbid if, if one of us were to get into a serious car accident, they would say, notify the next of kin. Yes. And what they mean is, notify the persons that's closest to them. Notify the person that they care about the most. Notify the person that is, matters most to them. Notify the next of kin. Kinship. That's the deepest level. It's loving believers like family. It is where we are fully committed to one another. It's where I'm fully committed to you, and you are fully committed to me. And the Bible says that that's the kind of attitude we should have toward one another, toward the people in the body of Christ. Listen carefully to what 1 John says. Chapter 3, verse 16 says, it says this, This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And then it goes on to say this, And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. In this level of fellowship called kinship, love is, is a commitment. In this level of fellowship, we are making a bold commitment to love one another. And then we stand by that commitment. I'm currently rereading this book called Love, Acceptance, and Forgiveness, an excellent book by Jerry Cook. And he posits that love is a strong and bold commitment in the kingdom of God. Love is commitment. And this is what he says when we say that we are committed to someone. Listen to, listen to look at this. It's a, it's, a, it's a mouthful here, but every single word is important. This is what it means to love as commitment. This morning um, is, this very morning, it, uh, actually today is Jerry's birthday. Jerry, would you stand? Yay. Happy birthday, Jerry. Um, you won't believe it. Can I share your age? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Okay. She's 21. <laughs> no. <laughs> she, turned, she, she, turns 80, she turned 85 today. Man, she's amazing. And um, for your birthday, I wanted to make this love commitment to you. Yeah. And so this is what the love commitment says. It says this. It says, I want you to know that I'm committed to you. You'll never knowingly suffer at my hands. I'll never say or do anything knowingly to hurt you. And then it goes on to say, I'll always, in every circumstance, seek to help you and support you. If you're down and I can lift you up, I'll do that. Anything I have that you need, I'll share with you. And if need be, I'll give to you. And no matter what I find out about you, Jerry, and no matter what happens, In the future, either good or bad, my commitment for you will never change. And there's nothing that you can do about it. You don't have to respond. Jerry, I love you. And that's what it means. That's a love love commitment. I love you. you. I so long for someone that would look me in the eye and make that kind of commitment to me. Man, I long for that. I so long to look every single one of you in the eye and make this kind of love commitment to you and really mean it and stand by it. Imagine if every single one of us in our church made such a commitment to one another. We wouldn't be able to handle the crowds that would come into this church. We would be a powerful witness for God. Man, just yesterday, I was walking in the community and I was kind of praying. And you know what I was? Do- you know what I did? I was reciting this to the community. You try and do that. It'll change the way that you think about your com- community. When you say, community, I'm committed to you. community you'll never knowingly suffer at my hands it's powerful say that to your family members it's powerful love is commitment it's making a bold commitment to love one another and and you you really mean it and you stand by that commitment I realize that I'm not there yet. I realize that as, as a church, we're not there yet. And I would be foolish to think that I could be there overnight. But I believe that we can take baby steps toward loving each other well. And so this, this morning, I want to challenge us to this prayer plus one. Prayer plus one. For the remainder of the year, I'd like for us to practice prayer plus one. What's prayer plus one, Pastor? Well, I'm glad you asked. Here, 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 here's what I mean. In basketball, which uh, Pastor Danny loves, um, he always drives, and when he drives and he gets fouled, and even when, even when he gets fouled, if he makes the shot, the referee will go, brr, which means foul. And then he'll do this with his fist. He'll swing it down to say, basket counts. And then he'll lift up one finger and he'll say, plus one. And what this means is he has the opportunity to add one point to the overall score of the team by shooting one free throw. Brrrt. Basket counts. Plus one. Now I want you to hold that thought for a second. As Christians, I, I've, I've noticed that we use the term, I'll pray for you. All the time. I mean, I use the term all the time. I text you all and I say, I'm praying for you and I, And I mean well. And and many of you text me and you're saying, I'm praying for you and you all mean well. And however, I feel like sometimes that this term is used so often that it it becomes like this common well-wish. And as if now we are free from any other obligation to action i'm praying for you but let me let me share with you what the bible says about well wishes without action we just saw what it says in 1 john 3:16 but take a look at verse 17 and 18 it says this it says if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech but with actions and in truth. You know what those verses are saying? They're saying that when we say, we see someone in need and we say, hey, I'm praying for you, be encouraged, you can do it. Good job. It says, uh uh, that ain't good enough, child of God. back that up with some action. Take a look at what John chapter 2 verse 14 through 17 says. It says this, "What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food, if one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by Action is dead. You guys are probably like, "Oh, Pastor Thomas, kind of fiery today, yeah? Oh, you scolding us. Actually, I'm with you. Let me sit down with you, and I'll throw a tantrum with you together. Man. James chapter 2, 14 and 17. I'm mad at you. I'm not happy with you, James chapter two, verse 14 and 17. Me and my emoji on prayer, we're good. We don't need you, James, chapter 2, verse 14 and 17. Gosh, you make me so unhappy. Me and my prayer emoji, we're just fine without you. Thank you very much. You guys done? I'm done. Okay, I'm good now. You guys are good? We're done throwing tantrums now. Okay. I want to challenge us to take baby steps toward loving the family of God well. I want, to do, I want us, over the next two months, November and December and the rest of October, to practice prayer plus one. Yes, prayer counts. Plus one. Plus one action. Prayer plus one action. Prayer, plus one. It looks something like this. I'll pray for your finances. Plus one. Plus I'll fill up your refrigerator with some groceries this week. Prayer, plus one. I'm so sorry to hear that you're in surgery and that you're recovering. I'm praying for you. Plus one. Plus I'll visit you at the hospital. Prayer. Plus one. I'm praying for your situation. Plus one. Plus let me take you to lunch so that I can check up on you. Prayer. Plus one. So sorry to hear about your marriage. I'm praying for you. Plus my wife and I, we would like to babysit your kids so that you can have a much needed date night. Prayer. Plus one. So sorry to hear about your loss. I'm praying for you. Plus one. Plus, my wife and I would like to invite you over for dinner just to love on you. Prayer plus one. For the remainder of the year, I'd like for our church to practice this to practice prayer plus one. Prayer counts. One. I thought we'd end our time with a, a few movie clips. And all these movie clips relate to the idea of fellowship. As you enjoy these movie clips, I want you to pay special attention to the fellowship that is taking place, where fellowship is membership, choosing to belong. Friendship, doing life together, and kinship, loving believers like family. Hope you enjoy this. little one. If this is indeed the one of the council, then Gondor will see it done. Hey! Mr. Furlow's not going anywhere without me. No, indeed, it is hardly possible to separate you even when he is summoned to a secret council. You are not. We're coming to! We have to send tied up in a sack. Anyway, you need people of intelligence on this sort of... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He doesn't want to see anybody but you, Julius. Yes, ma'am. You're strong. Yes, ma'am. Those tears are not going to make my boy walk again. Only Ken's allowed in here. Alice. Are you blind? Don't you see the family resemblance? That's my brother. is really about Ohana, isn't it? Where Ohana means family and family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. Amen. Let us pray.